Hello everyone, and welcome to Gathering of Gotchas, the only podcast that focuses exclusively on the games your parents don't want you to play. I'm Galen, the sound guy Firestone. I'm Kite. And I'm Wanakal. And our special guest today is nobody, it's just us three. Just us three yep, today. It's so. just the three of us, and it appears that this week, I think we already know what what's, what's this week is all about. Do what know. is this week all about, Kate? Uh, well, let's. <laughs> oh boy! Come on, you can do a little bit of your words. On it. Mm, well, fine. Yeah, we're we're supposed to be celebrating Valentine's this week, but apparently, yours truly doesn't have a date. Well, neither do I. But you don't hear me complaining about it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, same. I'm happy that people got lo- got uh, a way to celebrate their love. Yeah, I even got interviewed is... on the street once uh, about uh, what were what were my plans for the Valentine's. Uh, still, didn't have uh, anyone in my life at the time. It mm. was a little bit awkward, but in good nature. Yeah. <laughs> well, love is in the air for you guys around. Hope you had a really wonderful Valentine's this coming week. But for now, let's talk about something that is much more anticipating than giving chocolates to your loved ones or someone I'm not dear. sure that's true. I'm sure a lot of people uh, anticipate Valentine's more than the arrival of FF4 units, but we love them all the same. Yep, yeah. Final Fantasy Brave XPS Global Time. Let's hear it. Let's go ahead and talk about it. So we have our FF4 event. We have Cecil and Palum and Parum. Cecil is probably the best magic tank in the game right now, but the TLDR on him is he's not better enough compared to Charlotte to justify a hard pull if you already have her. I mean, yeah, it's true. The leap isn't exactly revolutionary, but if uh, either you don't have any specific objective or you uh, really want uh, to uh, push through a trial and you just can't quite yet, uh, 75% magic mitigation is for two turns is nothing to scuff at. No, no. Uh, obviously, he's quite good. Again, he is the best magic tank in the game right now. Yes. I- just still he's, also to... multi-pur- he's also yeah. multi-purpose because he can break, heal, revive, buff. But all of these the are only all of these are only available if you have him as a seven star. As a six star, he's just magic covering and nothing else. So his true potential really lies on seven star. If you're I mean, that's true of like every base five unit in the game right now. I don't think anybody is going to be useful six. Concern anymore. Yeah. Because, especially with the uh, ability to UOC prisms right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm... That's one big thing about we have right now, which is really great. If you lack the dupes, not enough summoning tickets, lapis, etc. You can just get your select summon tickets in exchange for his prism, no problem. If you don't have any hot, good tier magic tank, if... For some reason, you didn't get Charlotte or even some of the limited time units that we got. Oh yeah, I'd absolutely. say he's the best choice. Yeah, he's and then again, a 
certainly a leap over units uh, like uh, I don't know if you're still using Bash or something. The difference is very noticeable. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And for for this point in the game, I mean, for those who don't have any high tier magic tanks up to this point, he's still a very good choice because he's multi all purpose. He's not just any other magic tank. He can do whatever roles that you may have missed, like buffing, breaking, healing. But I'd still say for some of the major roles, like healing or breaking, you'd still need to find another suitable cap replacement for that or have one who can actually be dedicated to breaking or healing. Well, yeah, it's uh, always the same thing with tanks. They have their never dual castable cover, and from that point on, it's about how well do they feel the other empty turns. And uh, Cecil has yeah. great ways to fill it, and that's the hallmark of a good tank these days. Yep. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, the twins, and, uh, Palm and Porum... To, to give a last note about uh, the upgrade uh, pattern, I mm -hmm. think some people may have uh, put all of their chips uh, on uh, Cho, hoping it get uh, hyper-buffed uh, after the... Uh, uh, the enhancements he got, and All since right. that wasn't the case, uh, since the boosts weren't that remarkable, I'd say Paladin Cecil is a very noticeable step up from Cho. Yes, mm -hmm. that is true. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. He's also immune to some of the enfeeblements, like well, not just charm, but also stop, which is a very big leap for a tank. You'll I mean, just need you say that, immunities. but you, you say that, but um, uh, huh? but mercenary Roms has been doing that for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if mercenary Roms is your tank, you have a problem. Yeah, at mm -hmm. this juncture, that's correct. But I mean, still, it's like, all right, he's stopping charm of you. That's not actually that special. That's kind of something that's been around at a lot of tanks. I mean, other tanks only have one or the other, so I kind of see his point. But uh, it's a, a luxury, not a necessity. Yeah, especially mm -hmm. even just like, uh, even just Foka or whatever has plenty of uh, preventions. Sylvie has preventions. So it's like, yeah, it's nice, but it's not a be all end all. Yeah. And on the TMR, CMR front, how do we like it? HP 30%, Spirit 30% for Heavy Shield or Heavy Armor, totally up to uh, HP 30%, SP, uh, uh, Spirit uh, 60%. It's uh, basically a better uh, first for survival with low downside. That sounds good to me. It's really good. Really it's good. solid and it's kind of versatile, but... Uh, if you're using a spirit-based uh, tank uh, that somehow doesn't use a heavy shield or heavy armor, uh, it can be not ideal, but uh, the case should be pretty rare. Mm -hmm. Like, it won't help, for instance, to boost the spirit of uh, the uh, Chinese New Year dual unit. I don't think. Mm, because they need, to, need, they need to be dual wheel. Exactly. Yeah. 
As and for the STMR, it's mm -hmm. a sword. The, our second spirit-based sword, which, well, I, I'm gonna say bias at this point, but it's it's pretty good for magic tanks in general, or spirit calculating damage dealers. So, yeah, 85 so, attacks, uh, 165 spirit, and a 20% uh, uh, spirit boost. It's okay, but it's not exciting, you know what I mean? I, I dig it. I'm, I'm supposed to give that to Blue Mage Fina if I ever get four of him. Of course. Sure. Mm -hmm. I would say just yeah. stick with the uh, Miculum for her, because that's, you know, kind of hers, sort of. Mm -hmm. It's still pretty nice because spirit swords are really rare, not common. Unlike, Why did I think unlike... that was armor? My brain just didn't translate that properly at all. Yeah, no, that's that's good for her. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. But we do have a sword that was free as part of an event that has over 120 spirits. Uh, yep. So that's. Yep, this is a virtual sword from last year's anniversary. Yeah. And it's important because that means that even if you only get two of him, you still can gear him up uh, the way he should be. Yeah. <clears throat> That's important because a lot of units tend to be, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's great, but only if you have a spirit-based throwing weapon, and there's only one in the game, and that's this unit as TMR. Good luck! <laughs> <laughs> yep, some of the good stuff in Global are just too over overpowered to be very rare. So but that's I kinda why... like the, the unusual units uh, with the yeah. tricky builds. <laughs> yep. Yep, I do that all the time. In our way. So, yes. Shall we move, move, up, move on to Palawan Power? Sure. Yep, they got yep, they got a global upgrade, so yes. leaders their fire based chaining attack is now chainable with Chaos Wave Awakened. And nice. That's it for the upgrade. Thank you very yep. much. <laughs> yep, that's the only upgrade. That's the only upgrade that they get. Yeah, it's and uh, pretty pretty, pretty luck to a single element, fire. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's only fire. except for the limit break, which is fire, ice, and lightning at the same time. Which is great if you're up against something that's weak to those three elements. I guess I I don't know. Mm, yeah, and, uh, mm -hmm. let's but not, not that closer. That's dependable. Going to be the not that dependable. No, yeah. not dependable at all. I, I, I didn't like them in FF4. I don't like them now. Yeah. But hey, they can tornado chain with literal tornado. Yay! <laughs> Enjoy the sweet 2.5x modifiers. See, they're not luck to fire only. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty basic. Yeah, they're, they're not like... Yep. Despite that they're limited time in the Japanese version, they're still pretty eh in the global version, despite they're permanently summonable. Yeah, so my, I in don't the find it game they're from, one is a black mage and the other is a healer. But the healer aspect here, we have Kyuaga. That's not really cutting it these days. 
I think Paladin Cecil is a better healer than a dual unit that has a literal healer in it. That says yeah. an awful lot, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Exactly. No doubt. So That's, yeah, and on the equipment front, TMR is a materia which has 50% unconditional magic, and on top of that, some MP 20% and a free LB gauge. The LB gauge alone, free, is a lot on a materia slot. Yeah, honestly, mm -hmm. that TMR is really, really solid. Yeah, like, if you have one Palamon poem, you're not too sad. The second, you're like, could I have a better unit? Yeah. As for mm -hmm. the STMR, it's a 70% resist fire robe. Oh, it has stats too, but uh, it's mostly 70% resist fire. Yeah. No, it's magic stats are decent, it's not bad, but oh, yeah, yes. Um, 68, yeah, 68 spirit. spirit, 100 MP and as well. MP. Oh, spirit. Why did I think that was magic? I, I, my brain read magic well, instead of MP. Both. My god, what is wrong with me today? There's Seven both. Magic, there's both magic spirit, and spirit. 100 MP. But then I got it right? Yes. You did. You did got it right. I read this, I took notes, thought my notes were wrong, and now they're right again, and I don't know how to take any of this. <laughs> Um, I, I think the answer was in the gesture you made while thinking about it, and the gesture you're making now, uh, at least from my point of view, which is more coffee into your body. Yep. More coffee. <laughs> Thought so. Um... And before we move on on the other unit, I just want to show, I just want to tell some funny thing about last night. I showed it on the server about some unlucky guy who actually wanted for what I think it wanted Cecil, only ended up getting one, two, three, oh boy, ten Palaman Porums. Yeah, I remember, I think it was Sato that uh, chased after uh, uh, Radiant Lightning and got seven never-handing hope. Oh. This guy has a hit. Oh boy, my heart. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Watch out, chasing on split banners, dangerous. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. There's there's your limitations and trap banners, y'all. Oh boy, I still remember that awful episode with Sato. Damn. Yeah. RNG is a thing. Very mm. much so. Mm -hmm. So, the, the other unit is a four-star base, which is the FF4 version of Sid, which is the literally first playable Sid in the franchise. He's a four-star base with a bad TMR. Next. Yep. Yep. Next. We, anyway. And we have the crowning piece of this excellent ba uh, banner and event about, apparently, bad white mages. Because we have white mage Rosa. Even though as a free unit, you'd think a base five Rosa would be good. Yep, she, yeah, she got a I'm, lot of her stuff removed, like her MP regions. That MP was the thing that made her good. Like old base three or base four, whatever it was, Rosa with the MP regen was ridiculously good back in the day. Yeah, was um, one of the she's usable too. if you're starting out and have literally no healer. But I wouldn't pick her over even Ayaka, which is really saying something because Ayaka's basic as hell. 
Yeah. Okay, he's a... Like, uh, he's a heel, and my power as a seven star is a heel with a barrier. Yeah. But at least Hayaka has this uh, uncastable LB that has uh, MP full heal. And meanwhile, Rosa, she has uh, literal Kiwaja. So that's why I said for a new player, at least she's usable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, that's basically the new player only category. As far as I can tell, there's nothing redeeming about her other than that. Yeah. I mean... Her Radiant Arrows is a combo attack that uses physical damage, not spirit-based scaling. Yep. That's one of her Why? cons. Yeah. She got a mixture of attack and spirit spirit, spirit damages. So that's why two of her best abilities or her physical abilities are all attack-based. So that's but why hey, building she, she is a bit... She does have an eh? MP regen skill. She has a 5-ton cooldown, 50% MP regen to all allies. And you can't... Wait, can... Oh yeah, no, you can't dual cast it with something else. At okay, least. I was about to say. Like... I was very vo worried for a moment. Well, mm. I'm not worried about Rosa at all. We just know she's bad. She's slightly, yeah. slightly less bad than we thought she was. Guys, I'm just gonna call it. This banner kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> there's one decent but largely unnecessary unit and two bad ones. But yeah, there's gonna be another one that may potentially suck next month. Which, but first, we I haven't talked about one thing uh, about uh, Rosa, which is her equipment, and actually, that's probably the best part. Okay. And for starters, as a fan of uh, uh, Fina. Uh, you, I mean, her bow isn't too bad. Uh, 140 uh, spirit base, uh, 98 magic, low attack, bonus MP on a 200 weapon. As a TMR, it's not bad for a free unit, especially. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll agree with that. And the accessory is uh, some defense basic stats, as well as uh, two uh, LB gauge per turn and 100% LB fill weight. Again, for a free unit, uh, you you can get this only if you farm enough, and that's pretty okay. Yep. Yeah. No. That's... If it's worth the seven hundred fifty thousand event currency for the super trust move. Yeah, and I think that's uh, what the free units uh, TMR and STMR should be, and in a way, the f what the free units should be in general, not underpowered. But just feeling weird niche like that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm want, inclined to agree basically with that. Basically, I want Rivera as a free unit. Who was this mm. again? This was the conductor chick? Yeah. Okay. Yep, she is. The tiny conductor, which has uh, weird abilities like uh, the ability to uh, make someone take cover. Yeah. Which will come back uh, in uh, another banner we'll talk about. Well, um, I think we basically said everything about this banner we can say, unless I'm missing something, yeah. which admittedly I might be. And the event itself uh, is just a grind event with uh, uh, five-star tickets at 30,000 uh, and yep, 50,000. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty standard King Mog. 
based on mount ordeals this time, plenty of undead folk. Yeah. We're expecting week two event by this week. Depending on when are we going to upload this on Anchor FM and Spotify. And YouTube. We're going to add YouTube to the list of places we upload to. Nani? Yes, we're joining. Well, yeah, I'm setting this up. Uh, It should be ready by the time we upload it. Awesome. Nice. We're expanding! Yes. But all this exploration is is making me crave for the familiarity of a well-known event. Shall we talk about Steel Castle a little? Uh, (laughs) Do we have to? Do we have to? Well, another bad episode on Steel Castle, despite their one month of absence. Oh, for crying out loud, it's Steel Castle. It never changes. It exists. (laughs) Yeah, but... uh, I'm kinda, I've kind of been using it uh, a lot, uh, and with purpose. I've been, I've been missing it all this time because, in the meanwhile, I've had a, a fair. I mean, I still haven't gotten a wear modifier on two of my we- main weapons, which is uh, the Inari broom I'm using for uh, Fina, and the gun I'm using for Mojia. And uh, I've said, uh, as it came, uh, you know what? I'm going to actually fuse the units uh, that give uh, STMR for their weapons. So Mm. I've got a lot of upgrading to do. Yep, lots of work for one month of absence. I got, like, a Black Trump card that I got from last December with Ace. Yeah. The trial weapons that we got so far, I need to redo my cross-egg iron arm. I also yeah, need to imagine redo... it's even better for those that actually did the trial. It's instead of transferring like me, that wait until the overpowered unit co- they want comes to uh, yeah. wall over everything. Yeah. yeah, where the heck is she? Like, she's really late at this point. Who? Edel. Oh, Madam Edel. Uh-huh. Mm, who knows? There's no announcement of story events this week. Honestly, I'm not even looking it up. I just wanna play the game as it comes along, and when she comes, she comes. Fair yeah. enough. They they're they're probably delaying it for huge reasons. So that's why I mean, probably because she's powerful one... as heck. Mm, yeah, one punch, madame. And with that, okay. let's try to talk about some other powerful things like this valentine's thing that's going on because that's a lot more interesting than steel castle is because steel castle is just steel castle sorry i'm trying to get off this topic because it's steel castle what more can we possibly say at this juncture other than hey we have new stuff to do yeah and Mm -hmm. that would have been heat had we recorded another day but it just so happens that uh, uh, we're recording on monday which means we record in time to have seen uh, an uh, xps update video which already yep. detailed the upcoming Valentine's in it. Which yep. we've got the global original duo units of Sigheart and Ignacio and Sakura and Ayaka, which are according to Shali, uh, they are limited time units. I mean it's a holiday event, that's not really surprising. Yep. Uh, some units. Well, I think it's good that we already know because uh, yeah. we've had uh, units like the Easter units that aren't uh, limited or the summer runs. So 
I like clarity. Mm. We have clarity. But, what else to ask? But apparently, the original Valentine's units from the Japanese version were also getting them here, which is and they won't be limited. Nikol, yeah, they are permanent. That's interesting. That um, we're getting like two halves of it. Like we're getting the um, we're getting the what do you call it? The limited half. We're getting and then the, the global half, like original part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the yep. Japanese part. Yeah. Um, one of the ridiculous weird. things, one of the ridiculous things about the global original duo units is, in particular, Ayaka and Sakura to be specific, because they've actually revealed their STMR. It's mm. something that gives you death immunity to anyone who can equip it. Yay! Wait, more items with death immunity TMR? finally. That's their STMR. Oh, okay. Ayaka and Sakura. But yeah, more uh, items that can provide death immunity is good. Yeah, so that joins the ranks of the safety bit and the... Um, Genji shield. Genji shield. Yes, thank you. And then half of Genji armor, I think? That's a 50% mm -hmm. death resist? 50% on Genji armor. Yep. Uh, Hordex is asking what slot that STMR is. It's an accessory. Accessory, accessory. very nice. Accessory. And uh, another original feature about the other duo, uh, Sighard and Ignacio, is that uh, they are tanks themselves, but also have the ability, like Riviera, to make others cover. Which, actually, I kind of like if there's a situation where um, you need to get off of them for a round. And I've, I've seen yeah, that happen, I mean tank swapping. It's um, one of these cases where I don't see a reason to want that now, but if there is a reason to want that at some point, I'd be very happy to have it. Oh, I needed a tank swap on Asura. Like, I needed well, a switch yeah. between Ramza and Lilith when I did that fight. Yeah, of course. Asura is made for tank swap. I love this fight. Probably my favorite fight in the game. Oh, Asura? Oh, yeah, no, I absolutely adored that fight. Um... But, you know, there's occasions where tank swapping is helpful, and the fact that they just have a button to do it is awesome. Um, yeah. I gotta be honest, they're the ones I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, it's a much-needed recognition for Team Veritas, who I've always liked. And, yes. frankly, let's be honest, it's the best bromance. It's it's Ignacio Absolutely. and Zeke. Come on. They're, they're goofy as hell, and I love them. I love it. I was, I was still expecting Ignacio would be the Santa Claus of Christmas, but nope. No, honestly, hand. having him being the big burly emissary of love, I'm very much okay with it. Yeah, it's kind of perfect. Yeah, it's 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 Ignacio. And so you sure. know, there's a story behind it, and it's Sigard mm -hmm. that totally roped him into it. Oh, oh yeah, Sigard. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Let us make this the most beautiful event. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Des, yeah. Screenshot in question. Don't think they are global. Well, yeah, they were announced during the Taiwan fan reception. It's it is in what is this Mandarin Pinyin? That's why I cannot even tell. But yeah, they are. They, they seem to be global original units because. Oh yes, yeah, speaking of that, this. Uh... Uh, another good thing uh, that has been uh, added to the game, uh, that's going to be added to the game at the time of recording, 
is mm-hmm. a new language support too. Yeah, uh, yep. Indonesian Thai and, and Indonesian. And Thai, right? Thailand, yeah. They're gonna get new new language options here. So that's really cool. Expected. It's gonna be out this spring, according to the episode that they posted on YouTube. Opening the game to more people, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But so, uh, as I was about to say uh, before this uh, struck my mind and I didn't want to forget, uh, this isn't even the only uh, SIG hard-related thing uh, they uh, announced uh, during this video. Because mm-hmm. there's only uh, new trials that they've uh, talked about. And we have Zeromus as a super bo- uh, series boss battle for FF4, which cool. is neat. The final boss and of then FF4. We have, and then we have uh, the FFB uh, Demon Wall, yes. whose design, is, of course, uh, is found in the Veritas of the Earth Shield. Yep. It is a damage race trial. Be sure yep. to kill it fast, or you'll get crushed. Well, I mean, but that's the... Demon Wall in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, the and I love me here some. Is, the I love some DPS ways. Asora's Rod, which is great because of the dragon killer effectiveness. I and I love some DPS ways uh, that uh, lets you l- cut loose. I love the, the big stag like that too. Yeah. I, some and of these you... like trial rewards just don't make sense to me. Like. The bird gives you a gun? Why? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about the type of weapon. Sometimes it's indeed a bit weird, but uh, the killer that's on each of these weapons announces the type of monster the next boss in the series is going to be. Yeah. Like last, I, last uh, trial was a stone killer axe, and now the demon wall is stone type. Mm-hmm. Next uh, trial is going to be a dragon. Which suggests one dragon in particular. We think in time. It can either be. It can either be the super boss Shiryu, which is from the Shinryu with a N. Sorry, Shinryu. I was uh, I was thinking it'd be Taibot from FF One because I know we got Lich already. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but this one is the super boss based on FF Five. So that's that's going to be one possibility, Shinryu, or the other Tiamat. Which is an original powerful fiend. Yeah, of chaos. I forgot about Tiamat. It could be that too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, okay, so it's it's stopping you right there. Cases. It's not originals from FF1. We're just putting mm-hmm. that out there. So it's going to be either a super boss or a fiend of chaos. Going to be in the next trial for March or around mid February. So I'd say Asura's Rod is excellent, but by the time it's going to be released, Steel Castle's going to be leaving again. Another waiting. Good. Stay gone. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't you want the right background on the weapons you're going to be using? I would love a way to upgrade uh, weaponry. I just want it to be less tedious. Again. <laughs> of course. But my, my, my issue with Steel Castle isn't the reward, it's the content. To weapons? Hmm? Would you pay for a way that is less tedious to upgrade your weapon? Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't tell Gumi. Never tell Gumi. They must not know. 
<laughs> Please, no. Also, this is where you stop playing this game. <laughs> it is. You're right. Mm -hmm. But well, there's another game you haven't stopped playing. Yeah, let's move on to that one since I'm just going to show this off because I'm actually playing it right with. now. Uh, yeah. So, Arknights is doing its first event. Great. So, how's that go? Um, quite good, actually. Better than I thought it would. Um, basically, it's doing exactly what you, uh, exactly what its predecessor game, and at this point, I'm just calling Igis, I'm basically calling this Igis 2. Yeah. Um, which is to say the event is a currency farm event, um, with a fairly significant boss at the end of it, which was actually kind of incredible. Ooh. Um... That lets you buy a five-star unit, which is the second highest rarity, who's actually pretty good, and all the upgrade items for them. No, nice. Um, so, basically what it boils down to, the way the events work in this game, it's, it's basically just an extra event field, just like the story. You get your story sequences, you get your stages. Um, the trick is with this game, it has two features that really make this event actually workable. One, no, do if fail. you fail you get either all of your stamina back on first try or all but one of your stamina back on every subsequent try. Of course. Which means That's you can experiment. The game. Yeah, it doesn't feel awful if you fail. You can keep going and it doesn't yeah. feel like you've wasted 15 stamina so on the hardest stage. Already really. with this core feature, we're kind of far from the situation that Fate Grunter Order had with a hard boss that locked the rewards behind that would have been great to fight this boss specifically. Yes. Yes, that is very accurate. Um, Alright. And what's the second feature? Well, the second feature is uh, the repeat function. Once, uh, when you beat a stage without using a friend unit with three stars, it basically records how you did it and when things come out. So you don't have to manually do it anymore. You just hit a button and it just repeats your last strategy and it works. Huh. So you can just chain the stage uh, once you've found... Once you've cracked the code, you can yep. chain the stage. Uh. And I'm just going to show this off. I'm not touching anything. And people are just showing up and spawning and despawning as I did it in my uh, winning attempt. And they're just doing things. That sounds like a... Great function. It's great that it's free, too. I mean, it should yeah. be. What kind of a terrible game would lug that behind a pay function? Okay, I can see that we're going to have a conversation about this later. Yes, um, we will. Yeah. Uh, so, the event unit uh, is Grani. She is a five-star guard. I put that in quotes because guard is a really stupid term in this game that makes no sense. Um, she only has a one block... And, oh, no, sorry, she's not a guard, she's a vanguard, which is not much better, but still. Um, yeah, basically it's the same, it just cheap... has a van attached to it. Easier yeah. to drive. She's a cheap one-star, um, not cheap one-star, cheap uh, block one unit with a fairly, actually fairly high attack, um, who has a really cool skill that reduces her attack range, turns her into a block two, and basically turns her into a samurai. She attacks both of the things she hits at once. Uh, with a big boost to attack and defense. Um, again, for a free unit, she's actually awesome. Like, I'm I'm very impressed with how good and capable she is. Yeah, and the other thing about Grani, and I kind of forgot about her, is that um, she gets a deploy point uh, when she uh, defeats an enemy. This is 
kind of a mixed bag. Uh, and I say that because, one, it encourages you to put her ahead of your tank, which is really weird. Um, because she's, as good as she is, she's not going to have better defense than an actual tank. Uh, and two, uh, the deploy point is nice and all, but you have people like Zima or Texas who just regain deploy points as you go. Um, so she's, she's very cool. She's a little it's more niche than... It's, uh, it looks like they took the word Vanguard, literally. Yeah, you want to put her out early. And you want to put her out front. And the other thing is she actually uh, gets all of her deploy uh, points in, back in when French, you retreat uh, her. Not when she uh, dies, French, but when you actually retreat her. Well, in French, the word uh, Vanguard seems to be uh, derived from Avant-Garde, uh, which means literally before the guard. Yes. Uh, that actually so, does make sense. That's Although, funny she works that way. Again, there are other vanguards. I mentioned them. Zima, Texas, Fang, uh, Siege, who you actually want to put behind the tank as kind of a backup and just let of them course. restore deploy points as they go. In most stages, deploy points restore at one per second, just naturally throughout the stage. And then there's ways to get more, obviously. But there are some stages where you just flat out do not get deploy points. So you need extra, um, you need extra vanguards like this. Which oh, does make Grani quite useful as a result. Yeah. And what's the other unit? The other unit is called Scotty, and she is also a block one. She is actually a guard this time. Uh, and Scotty's whole thing is she has a ridiculous amount of attack. Uh, okay. But, like, she's a total glass cannon is basically what it boils down to. You put her out, and she destroys a caster, and then you probably want to just retreat her at that point. Um, because she cannot stand up to significant punishment. She just doesn't have the stats for it. Um, okay, so basically incredible for him I will runs. point at the problem. The problem will be removed. Yes, that problem will, will go away. With the notable exception of um, armored units, and we're about to talk about that, armored units like the boss of this event, Big Bob. Big Bob is awesome. I like that name. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's this big, just burly dude with a chainsaw. Who will more or less one-shot just about everything? So the whole thing is you want to, like... You either have enough firepower to take him down before he gets to your front line, which is at this point what I'm doing, or, more specifically, I think what you're meant to do is have a bunch of your magic users on this little island that's outside of melee range and just and retreat your units as he gets close to them and just let your magic people blast him. <laughs> So, I think that's a kiting strategy. Yes, a uh, kiting strategy indeed, with the notable exception of uh, every enemy in this game has a set movement pattern. Of course. So, I just uh, pointed it out because it's yeah. topical given who is the third person in the show. That is true. Yeah, we are we are kiting. We are we are yeah. leading, leading Big Bob on a married chase where he gets blasted by Amiya, who's the very first character you get, who's a really, really good single-target mage. Um... And other mages of the sort. Uh, I lucked into a couple of really lucky uh, pulls uh, from the recruitment system in this game. Uh, so I now have a character called Ifrit, who is this really unique, extremely linear, and extremely powerful mage. Basically, she has a range of like six squares in front of her, and she hits everything in that line really, really hard. But she has no lateral targeting of any kind. Oh, that must make from some interesting positionings where she's uh, 
immense in some stages and completely useless in pretty much um you, if, if there's a square where there's just a straight line between her and everything oh boy things die good so right now there's a square on that little like uh magic safety island that if you just aim her down she is the only mage that can just hit big bob and she gets him down to about 10 percent health before he even starts moving Sick. So, yeah, she she was a very lucky pull. I'm very happy to have her. Uh, Dez, uh, one of my chat mods, he got her first and was singing her praises, and I lucked into her on a top operator recruitment, which was completely free. Nice. Uh, so, speaking of the units, to clarify a little from okay. my uh, non-gameplayer uh, point of view, uh, the first unit was the free one, and this one, uh, the guard glass cannon, is the banner unit? Correct. Is... Okay. Yeah, they're both very good. Um, they're both rather niche. Yeah, but, I like um, niche. One of the things about this game and its predecessor game is that you, like, like a lot of these gacha games, you want as wide of a toolkit as you can get, because there are some stages where... Just some I think random character in this game than in others just because be of the nature of placing your units. Yeah, placement's a big thing. Um, like, there's one unit I love. Uh, technically free, you can farm currency, like a, a specific kind of in-game currency to just buy her, uh, who goes by F-Eater. I've, I've, uh, I've taken to calling her Fire Eater because that makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, and she has a move where she actually pushes enemies in a direction. Ooh. Um, and then there are some stages with, like, bottomless pits. I'm sure you can see <laughs> how this works. Oh, right. Th that uh, activates uh, the part of me that loved uh, Ox Must Die. Yes. Yes. So there's, there's, like, a couple of stages where Fire Eater, who is good, though she has kind of middling stats, has... Um, just basically dominates an entire row of enemies just because she keeps shoving <laughs> them down a bottomless pit. And it's wonderful. It does um, sound wonderful. But there's other stages, like this one, where I tried using her, and all she managed to do was knock a sniper out of everyone's attack range. And I'm just like, well, that didn't help. A crud. Right, so the number of options you have, unit placement is important, um... Order of unit placement is important, as Dez has said, uh, because mages and snipers will actually target the last unit placed in their range. So you kind of want your squishier stuff out first and then place a tank nearby to protect them, kind of thing. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, I really like this almost puzzle-solving aspect to the game. Yeah, it's a very puzzle-solving kind of thing. Which, unlike a lot of gacha games, they encourage, because if you lose or retreat from a stage, you get most of your energy back and can try again, borderline infinitely, until you get it right. Yeah. And Which, if you do crack the code and solve the puzzle, you don't have to do it again, you just correct. repeat. Unless you're a crazy person like me who redid a strat to include two new characters that I wanted to build trust on. Unless that, yes. But it also helps that because you can see everything come out, you can kind of go, okay, this is what I did last time, so I know this works, so I can modify it X, Y, and Z, and you end up getting there a lot faster than, you know, your initial initial planning phases. But that all also in all, great. I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah, no, and this is a fantastic, like a lot fun of players game. I'm uh, loving it. Yeah, I've spent a grand total of $6. 
sounds reasonable. Yeah, I spent it I wouldn't on... say that's excessive spending. And I'm seeing a lot of good buzz about around this game. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I know, Rana, you said you weren't a huge fan of the art style, which is kind of a shame, but that is yeah. obviously subjective. Uh, but it is a lot of fun to play. And I'm so yeah. happy to have this... I'm basically happy to have this game back in my life, because, again, I've been actively comparing it to another game, which at this point, this really just does feel like the sequel to that first game. Great. Yep. And that's about all I really have to say on that. Um, I don't really have anything new to add, so let's go ahead and move it on to Rana with Valkyrie Anatomia. Valkyrie Anatomia, indeed, where we're having a bit of content this time, at least. Uh, some current, some to come. Okay. Uh, so, first things first, we have the Awaken Lenef Part 2 event. Okay. Which is more of an epilogue than really the crux of the event, because it reached a pretty satisfying conclusion beforehand, and I didn't think it would even get a Part 2 of the story. But it's actually kind of a bittersweet uh, epilogue, as I said, uh, about uh, what happens with the lizard homunculus that uh, stayed behind and uh, didn't have uh, lizard's full personality. Mm. Interesting. Uh, but first we have a bit of introduction that uh, made me uh, laugh pretty loud about... Uh, uh, what happened shortly after the last battle, basically uh, telling that uh, Silmeria and Alicia, which were summoned from their world, uh, left basically leaving a message which was, uh, never talk to me or my host ever again. <laughs> which made Odin think, oh right, I guess they don't like the, the Odin of their world very much, do they? No. <laughs> well, there's some good reasons for that. Yes. And it, I just love that they actually bring this up. And it's a very Alicia thing to only bring it up after the job is finished. Yes. Well, a Silmeria thing to bring it up at all, and an Alicia thing to bring it up after the fact. As for Lizard Homunculus, uh, he's behaving... And he is living with the kids that uh, welcomed him. Uh, he gets even his own name, which sounds like a sneeze. <laughs> Snatcher. Great. So, Snatcher. Gesundheit. Thank you. And uh, basically, he does what Lizard does best. Namely, lock himself into a lab and look sinister. Uh, but it turns some things out never change. Yes. But it turns out that uh, he is a different character after all, and that he did it basically because the kids that welcomed him uh, had this really bad opinion about the uh, disappeared father, and uh, Lazard wanted to complete his research uh, to show them what he was working for before he vanishes himself, because homunculuses uh, kind of have this short lifespan thing. Didn't Ranvald fix that, though? Uh, for himself, to a degree. But it turns out, in this case, all he can do is extend his life a little bit, long enough so he can actually complete his research and discover what the father in question was, look was uh, 
research in which was the invention of fireworks. Fireworks? Yeah, fireworks. That so they seems... have a fireworks show, and then uh, the Snechta disappears forever. Oh, okay. As I said, uh, kind of bittersweet uh, epilogue. Overall, a pretty nice note. Yeah. Next, we have a nice return to uh, our storyline because the awakened Lenneth part really felt like the conclusion of a storyline. And we have other event-exclusive storylines. The One of the ones I found the most interesting being the uh, storyline about Arbiterist and Hackway. Right. And that's what it is. Okay. It is Nebulous Shockwaves, and it is about uh, Arbiterist, this time sending two of her troops, which are her world's version of uh, Angry Man Messina. And uh, they're, uh, they're doing a pretty good job. Uh, Missina disguising herself as uh, Lenef to stab Hakuei and disguising herself as Hakuei to stab Lenef <laughs> because they've searched for something and divided them, uh, themselves to cover more ground, which always goes great. Yeah. Um, how, uh, how is Messina actually good this time? Like, actually, like a good unit? I'll come to this. Okay. Uh, to finish on the story first, uh, it goes very well for the wrist side of things. Uh, they actually uh, grab uh, Hakurei and uh, are about to peace out, except uh, Angrim, which sealed the deal in the fight because uh, stabbing Hakurei wasn't enough to stop her. Uh, she... Uh, he waits until she wakes up, and because this version of Angrim has common sense and morals, somehow, he asked, do you actually plan to join us ever if, uh, if we basically kidnap you? And she says, no. And then Missina and Angrim start fighting each other, even though they're supposed to be in the same camp eventually uh, giving enough time for the cavalry to come and split them up this time forcibly with uh, wind magic because that's how the good guys split up a team. I mean, that's, you know, humane yeah. and effective. I, I approve. Yeah, and that's how they get Hakurei by, back uh, and uh, they, the team uh, Rist uh, retreats. They get berated for the failure. And uh, we also get some insight about uh, two things, uh, which is that uh, Hrist is uh, doing it uh, possibly as a reason that could lead to her saving her current world. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, because every time we see a picture of her current world is full of this purple mist and generally looks uh, horrible even by this game standard. Yeah. And the other thing is that uh, there's a reason it's uh, specifically Hackway they want and uh, nothing else. We don't know what this reason is yet, but it's good to know that this weird fixation isn't just uh, Chris being a salty loser. Yeah. If Hakurei is actually the mission, then that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and I like when things make sense. 
Me too. No, but the unit themselves. Darkness Mistina is a good ice elemental mage. Yes. Wait, she's called Darkness, but she's an ice mage. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but only her second attack is ice element, and it's called Poison Lance. Yes, I am also confused. This makes no At sense. At least her purify soul is absolute zero. That makes sense. That works. That's acceptable. Yeah. But the rest is confusing. Yeah. But uh, the the attacks that aren't poison lands are non-elemental, which means that you can give her up with, say, a fire staff and have some uh, weakness exploitation against uh, bosses that are weak to fire, which is pretty unusual for mages. Yeah. So as long as you have a good ice ward from when you actually need the ice element, she's pretty good like that. Okay. Another interesting thing that make her actually pretty unique is that all of her attacks, without exception, are launchers. Meaning that it's great for the missions that require you to uh, keep juggling an enemy for 8 seconds. Oh god, I hate those missions. So that sounds like she actually makes that a lot more reasonable. Yeah. And uh, she has a pretty reasonable hit count to start with. And one of her skills actually changes the attacks so they hit even more times. Interesting. Yeah. And she has the war power to back it up. So she's a very solid unit overall. Probably one of the best mages. I'm very impressed by this. I'm, I'm so used to this game just hating Mistina. Yeah. But uh, the Tyro Mistina was pretty decent, and this Darkness Mistina is probably the ma- the best mage in the game. That sounds great. That is that is that makes me happy. Yes, and then we have a Fang Warrior Angrim. New Angrim always design, good. Uh, his design is strange physically because he wears this very heavy-looking armor with interlocking plates everywhere except the very optional body parts that are his chest and his head. I mean, the Let's head you can be honest him, here, but, that's uh, on brand for Arngrim. Yeah. He does not it's, like shirts. Yeah, it's basically a girl fan service design, but on Arngrim. I kind of like it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm for that. Equal opportunity um, fan service for the win. Yeah, all yeah. good. As for his role, he is just a better Arngrim. Okay. Also fire element, also great sword user, also using uh, his role as a tank, especially when he has his orb, because that's where the draw attack is. And uh, he, his main difference is that he has more stack, like three times the OG Arngrim had attack. <laughs> well, OG Arngrim was like, a, like literally the one of the first, first characters you could get, if not, one of the, if not the first character you could get. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the OG4 with Rufus, Alicia, and Seremitsu. Right. So now you have an Argrim with great sets. All you could ask for, really. Very okay with that. Yeah, that sounds good. And while we're on the topic of your favorites, we had Mistina, and now we have Breath of the Beast, which features Alfio, uh, which is not one of your favorites. No. And Aelia. She definitely, definitely is. is. 
so the event was announced a bit early. Again, we're recording on Monday, and that's when the news uh, generally come. So that's a fresh event for, uh, that came out today. Uh, but the news uh, came out Sunday this time, but they came out all in Japanese for some <laughs> reason. It got things uh, fixed uh, by the time the actual news day came, but that was weird. Anyway, it's uh, another even questlane continuation. Okay. Uh, it starts with Lenneth from Caradoc cleaning up a fish, uh, ship graveyard full of answers uh, when Caradoc uh, gets attacked by this half-demonized Alfio. Uh, and uh, when uh, Lenneth comes and gets attacked as well, she feels his cadence. And it's the same situation that happened with uh, Black Rose Senna before. Now, the problem with that, compared to uh, Black Rose Senna, is that Senna was literally the first three units you get in the game besides Lenneth. Right. Alfio is a gacha unit that not no, everybody has. No, that's incorrect. John was. So, so when you get the three chapters that are his alternate story where things went... When, where things went horribly wrong, you don't necessarily have his actual story for comparison. Huh. So it's a bit weird, and unless you have him, don't. The only really relevant story bit you have is by the end, where he gets uh, repelled uh, by Corridor and Lenef, and then after by uh, a silhouette, and we don't know who it is, but the silhouette is exactly the same as the new Aelia unit, so that's probably Aelia that's behind it, right either on. as a mastermind or more likely as the muscle of whoever is making these uh, people with horrible, tragic, alternate stories take pact with them and attempt to murder Lenneth in chain. Huh. That doesn't sound very Aelia-like, but then again, this is an alternate universe yeah. version, apparently, so I guess that... Eh. Now, on the unit side of things, we have Demon Alfio, of course. He uses an enormous spectral Demon Claw, so of course he's a bow user, because claws sound like bow. Sure. Like pepper. <laughs> I don't have any better explanation than that. Yeah, apparently uh, Swaths and Cloth are just bows now in, in yeah. Valkyrie Land. But interestingly, uh, even though bows are generally hybrid, uh, all of his attacks are physical. Oh, interesting. So he's a physical-only bow user, which means he's probably harder to gear. Yeah. But he's got... Uh, I mean, he sounds usable with stats to back it up. And an interesting playstyle, he's a bit of a berserker of sorts. Okay. Which is that he has a draw attack, but it's not to reduce damage, it's to take the damage to himself and increase the damage of his future attacks. That's... I don't know how good it is, but it's interesting. That's risky, is what that is. Yes. But given that the HP is shared with the party, it's even weirder in a way. How so? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, the units don't have individual HP. Yeah, I, I forgot about that for a second. It's been a while. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Uh, and then as for the other units, which already Crimson Dragon Aelia. There we and go. And she's more dragon than ever. And redder than ever. Yeah. And she has this cool animistic, animalistic look to her animation, which she's rushing to the enemy on all four uh, instead of Sandida Pride. Uh, looks pretty brutal. And she's, of course, a fire great sword user. That's unsurprising in the extreme. As for her skills, there are damage, more damage, and even more damage via criticals, and a bit of increased purify attack damage, of course. It's still Dreaded Dragon. Uh, it had better be. If it's anything other yeah. than Dreaded Dragon, I'd be angry. Yeah. So she's pretty much what you'd expect her to be, an angrier, edgier, better, and redder alien. Yeah, just a whole bunch of damage, which no one sane is arguing with. Exactly. And finally, we have the Valentine's campaign, because, of course, Valentine's Day is a pass. So, there are three parts to it. The first part is daily bonuses. Uh, gems, stamina, experience beads to work. Okay. Uh, you also get seven Valentine's tickets. These tickets aren't for summons, they're for costumes. Uh, you have seven tickets, and there are seven costumes, so you get all of them. Okay. This should go without saying, but given some of the moves they've pulled off lately, it's better to clarify. Yeah, no, that's definitely, um... I'm much more willing to approve of that than some of the things I've heard from them. Yeah. And uh, as for the units themselves, they are uniform, halfway between a schoolgirl outfit and a military outfit. Kenoff has this similar Free Houses vibe to honestly. I don't know, when you said that, I thought Type-0, but I know you hate that game, so... I mean, it does have a bit of a Type-0 feel too, now that I don't hate everything in Type-0. And I can see the relation. Uh, so, we have uh, Ingrid as a story unit, Nachi as a recurring event unit, uh, Neja as a Valhalla defense unit, and two older gacha units, Tfalia and Alice. Uh, so that's an interesting mix. Okay. Which is a little bit of everything for both free users and users that got some of the older uh, original units. And I like that. Yeah, no, that's now, that's a good spread. Now, the mathematically inclined of you might have noticed I've five units. And I've said they have, there are seven tickets, one for each costume. Right. That's because Malvina and Kachina also have costumes. But the inexplicably are made outfits. Made outfits? Why? What? Why not? I don't see any better reason than that. Fair enough. As for the two other parts of the event, they are coming soon. That's literally what's listed in the event. We have part one, this, part two, coming soon, part three, coming soon. Thank you very much for the lack of information. Yeah, that's great. Go, Valkyrie, with your wonderful communication. Yep, thank you for telling us everything we need to... Father. Ah! <laughs> oh, Valkyrie. Yeah, that's, that's a strange one. Yeah. Well, honestly, at this point, I'm happy to come in soon. <laughs> proper English. <laughs> yeah, no, proper English is at least positive over randomly getting a Japanese notice. Yeah. I mean, there was this one time where FFB got a notice in, I think it was five. Oh, I remember that, I think. Yeah, that was a weird one. 
That was a weird one. Look, mistakes happen. Sometimes the wrong thing yes. goes out. It happens to everybody. Yes. It just happened in Anla to some people in the class. Yeah, that is true. Well, hey, we went through a whole week note. without Valkyrie not sending us to, like, ridiculous rage. Hey, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'll, I'll take those. I'll, I'll, I'll take it out raging over Valkyrie for once. Yeah. Now then, let's move on to uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, because we do need our Outrage for Outrage Dose for the week. Yeah, no kidding. But before we go to that, that yes. thing... It's not all bad things. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the good things first. Yeah, so. let's get those out of the way. Fire because, Heroes of course, it's the third anniversary. Third anniversary. It's now three years old. And we've got plenty of special maps, daily maps, lots of summon tickets for Hero Fest for the brave heroes from the first three Choose Your Legends campaign. Now, the video wasn't told by the usual mouthpiece, Fairy Owl, but mm -hmm. by an older wizard owl named Fair Nix. Phoenix. Hey, it's a male owl. I like it. He's old, he's wise. He has a beard. Mm -hmm, he has a beard, unusual for an owl. His name is a he's... bad pun. Boo. <laughs> His name is a great bad pun. It's a bad pun. It, whether yeah. it's a great bad pun or not is irrelevant. It's a bad pun. <laughs> mm -hmm. No kidding, but it's still cute. But anyway, the Fate Channel that was released last October February 1st for the third anniversary has gave a lot of updates like the special maps, daily bound hero battle maps, some hero fest summons for the first three Choose Your Legends campaign. They've also announced the winners of the Choose Your Legends round four, which was tackled last week's episode. Yeah, and... the three leaders of the three houses and then some other chick, right? Yeah, and Lysithia. They're all Which is the most overpowered the... mage in the original yep. game. Yep, their appearances are based on their post-time skip appearances, the second half of the nice. game. But does justify oh. because the units, uh, I believe, are already in the game. Mm-hmm. The original the main lords and the other stuff, Lysithia, is not yet present. Yeah. Mm, and then the Hero Fest that I'm talking about, which you can get summon tickets for by logging in. The Valentine's Day units, which have already been released last week. Which yeah, is the Valentine's the... units are pretty great. Mm -hmm. I got Almond Celica yesterday. Nice. Yes. And uh, I was looking at uh, Twitter when this was announced. And uh, mm -hmm. Emilica Lindbeck, uh, which uh, voiced Celica, uh, was pretty excited uh, to quote her. I could not stop squealing when you recorded this. It's so cute that it physically hurt me. Like they get to just be adorable together after all they've been through. Like, it's cute. It was yep. cute. I remember uh, that tweet. The, it's really cute. I mean, so much love for Eric and Lindbeck. I got like two of her variations of Celica already in the game, and then I got the duo version of Fallen Celica. Full and Celica then, Team 1? Mm, I don't have the Fallen version and the Brave version of Celica. 
But I'm I'm beginning to like her ever since near Automata with Anemone. That I would actually true. describe as one but of, of course, her like least interesting roles. But of course, if you're talking about this couple, I believe Kelly McCauley has a bit of a more prominent role in Neo Automata. Yeah, because he's the voice of Arm and Ninas. Mm-hmm. Arm and Ninas. They're technically one of the best axe units now. No, oh, because nice. of their. The ridiculous kit bonus doubler is also a big woo because you get oh, double stats for ba during battles. You can also so ignore. Uh, hmm? As far as the dual unit go, the weapon it counts as an axe and is a uh, uh, bunch of flowers, right? Mm hmm. It's an axe, that... quote, axe. Hey, that's Did consistent they... with FFBE because uh, yeah. Ignacio and uh, Sigharts STMR is also an axe that is uh, flowers. A bouquet, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Yep. Their weapons here this time, except for Rudolph, are all based on flower bouquets and holders. So that's why Special Heroes usually wields weapons like that that are unusual. I find yeah, it really nice for the holiday. <laughs> So, the banner is really good, and then they've started a trend of having a four-star focus unit on the holiday units starting this this banner in the form of Conrad, which is the four-star focus, which you can also appear as a five-star, because because most of the special heroes lately are only summoned as five-star. So they're making a change on... You can summon at least one of the featured units as a four-star photo. So Conrad yeah, is... Yeah, it's pretty great. It means that even if you don't score on a five-star unit, you can still get some of the new stuff. I like yeah. it. Yeah. And, and then you can upgrade them. And then the mm -hmm. most important thing is that, of course, you can upgrade them to five-star afterwards. Mm -hmm. By spending materials and all that. Right. 20,000 20, hero <clears throat> feathers for the cost yeah. of it. So the Tempest Trials event re also released last week, so you can get a Valentine's Day version of Silk, who is also one of the unusual or, uh, un let's say, she, she didn't get much screen time as Faye did in Shadows of Valentia, but hey, she's free, she's a staff, she's a staff user. Her pri primary role is supporting allies by buffing speed speed to the high to the unit with the highest speed for one turn so if one or more units got like for example the same highest speed stat let's say the highest on your team is 40 mm -hmm. those two units will get buffed with that opening ability from the rapport wand which is silk's weapon of choice and the speed opening skill which is in her innate list so so it's really excellent that opening skills are getting quite a bit of attention to because there are some there are some cases that you you wanted to buff someone and you're not adjacent or next to an ally so so even if you're far away from the unit that you're trying to use the full advantage of their skill the opening type abilities or weapons does give does give stat boosts to the unit with the highest particular stat. So for Silk's case, anyone, any unit in your team with the highest speed gets buffed. 
And it's just them. Yep, it's still available. The sacred seals that are available in the event are really good, such as the... Mm, let's see here. The attack wave seals and close guard. A really good upgrade. Yeah, well, that sounds like a great introduction to a great third anniversary. Yep. It's the that day of not... devotion in the game, so that's why their their way of celebrating Valentine's is but is in a way that they're thanking or being thankful for the person that they care for, either a loved one or a friend. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a, kind of a it's been a thing. Vision of the thing. It's been a thing in Heroes lately, but it, yeah. it is this is just the first time that we get an actual couple in the. I mean, it makes sense. They've introduced mm-hmm. dual unit after the last uh, Valentine's, mm-hmm. and uh, it would be weird if there wasn't mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not say can a perfect fit. Last last year was all about Ike's father, if I can remember. Yeah, they're trying to remember Grail as a great leader, a good father, yada yada yada. This time, it's all about true love and all of that jazz. Well, I mean, it makes sense again because I'm a Sunny and Silica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they have also made another update that's coming for March, which the divine codes that we get from Nyolnir Strike can be used to create combat manuals for units that you may or you may not own. So they can be useful for. I understood for... literally none of those words. Yeah, you're going to need to explain that one in a little more detail, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure. So, Divine Codes are, for some of you guys who haven't heard of it yet, was added last December with the opening of which you can get from Mjolnir Strike, which is a frequently available event where you need to survive a wave of attacks from certain enemy heroes. And you need to win in order to obtain... A, these items called divine codes, which at this, at, which during that time it's still unknown for us on how it works. So with the Fate Channel release during the anniversary, so they've they've announced the. Okay, so divine codes are used to create combat manual. Combat manuals are the. L- composed of the unit skills that you can use for skill inheritance or unit merges. So, Alright, so what, basically what, you had a currency since December that you could farm but that had no use yet and now it has a use which is to help with the transmission of skills or something like that. Or merges. Or merges. So, Alright, now I so get it. Thank you, you very much. You can, so you can get, you can learn, or you you can use the manuals to inherit skills from units you don't own, or save oh, a nice. copy of the manuals for the units that you have for. Bridges so that limits without... the amount of times you have to chase for units you don't even want because you want to merge it to make the units you actually want more powerful. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. And they and they're going to release more versions of Divine Codes in the later updates. So that's going to be next March, once again. Of course. We have time to uh, 
have no, to wait until it comes. Uh, mm -hmm. right. We're still on the 10th of or 11th, depending on where we are on the globe of February. And then we got the halftime results of the uh, Hero Rises event that's going to happen as a voting gauntlet by the couple of the next two weeks. So from what I see from their Twitter page, the leading three characters are Altina from Radiant Dawn, the Astrotype mythic hero, the original version of Sothis, the mythic hero for the Dark Elemental from Three Houses. We've got Azura from Fate on her legendary hero form. The fourth place goes to the Christmas version of Sothis, released last December. Leaf, who has recently released last two weeks as a mystic hero for the anima type. I didn't get him, sadly. Oh. Yeah. Anima <clears throat> season is my worst in summoning banners for mythic heroes. The same with Thresir at that time. And then 6th place goes to Edelgard. 7th place goes to the legendary version of Alm. Edelgard and, again, huh? And the 8th place goes to the legendary version of Leif, who is from the Yggdral series games, Genealogy of the Holy War and Thresha and then the other, the other, the other placers were. Let's see here. We've got the dual ver New Year's version of Sharena, Dark Priestess Idun, Brave Veronica, Surtur, the antagonist of Book Two, and for some reason, Legendary Ike is on the list. Which, yeah, we already got him as free legend, free hero during the second year anniversary's event. Free out. Yeah, I don't know why he's still there, but... Ew! Oh, wow. well. Oh, well. Oh, well, indeed. Other mentions includes Dimitri, legendary version of Roy, the fallen version of the female Corin, the duo combination of Ephraim and Leon from Sacred Stones, which you cannot even summon them anywhere, apart from their debut banner during Breed's finale. Oh, okay. The female... Mm-hmm. The female Byleth, we've got Claude, and the fallen version of the younger Tiki. Boo, young t Ah, stop it! She's it's the been one three... with the 7,000 versions. It's been, it's been three years since the adult Tiki never had any alternate version. It True. is hard for me to undersell just how sad that makes me. Yeah. So, it's still the halftime results by, once the voting is already over, the top eight will be a part of a special voting gauntlet in which the winner will be the unit that everybody will get for free. Way things ahead. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if I take the next part? Because there's a bunch of amazing new features that are coming to the game. Oh, sure, go take ahead. Take it away. Okay, so there's also some uh, uh, great benefits that correspond with the third anniversary of the game. We have, first and foremost, Resplendent Heroes. They're going to be uh, new costumes for existing heroes uh, that are going to come every month. Costumes Better are cool. even. You get two a month. 
and uh, there's alternate looks that uh, take existing units and give them a look uh, relevant to uh, one of the story chapter. So for the first month, we already know you have uh, uh, an enhanced Lynn. Lynn with uh, a look uh, that uh, corresponds from the kingdom of the Frost Realm. Uh, Niffle. Uh, Niffle. Yes, Niffle, thank you very much. Uh, which uh, does give her a bit of a presence in the setting uh, that Fire Emblem Heroes main story build up. And the other is uh, Cordelia that looks like one of the Knights of Asker. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are costumes you can uh, uh, switch them back and forth. And once you get them, you also have a plus two to all of the unit slats. So that's pretty cool. We also have uh, new quests that are coming, which give great rewards uh, and that are going to be refreshed every month. And we also have uh, expanded summon support because you have the ability to to create bonds with specific units. I mean, normally one specific unit, you can only uh, S-rank a single unit, but now you can S-rank three units because uh, polygamy, I guess. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And then you have React, which is the ability to uh, essentially use... uh, a feature that started in uh, Fire Emblem Echoes and uh, Free Houses, which is React, the ability mm-hmm. to rewind the past turns to save some of your mistakes, and basically a little bit of a cheaty function, but that <laughs> takes some stress off of the strategic planning. And finally, we have Autostart, which uh, is a greatly needed quality of life feature that lets you repeat a map uh, without even having to press anything. You just plan the amount of time you want to clear the map, set up auto battle, and you're farming. And you're farming as long as you have stamina. Mm -hmm. This this sounds like a thing that I'm doing right now in Arknights. Sounds pretty indispensable for some of it, and the cosmetics are nice. Mm -hmm. But is but really? there's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that would be $9.49 a month. What? Yeah, that's what's behind the Fair Pass. The new subscription coming to the game, that's nine forty nine a month, and that brings you all of these things. Okay, so... It- a little inside baseball here. I already knew this was going to happen, what was being said, but that what just felt like the only natural reaction I could have, even if I already knew what was going on. Yes. What the hell is Fire Emblem doing right now? Terrible decisions is what they're doing. Terrible decisions is what they're doing. That is 100% accurate. Wh- yeah. It, a lot of stuff has been on an outpour after the video was released, so... Everybody, almost everybody went all go screaming and yelling and making complaints or the community okay. is not happy with it. It's 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 not it's not really a really great thing to for an anniversary to release something like that, I mean, to be honest. I think they really return to the heart of the anniversary, which is that the people whose birthday it is gets the present. So Nintendo say it's our birthday. Give us money. 
Yeah. I'm still speechless yeah, and, uh, the moment I... Uh, I'm still so speechless at the moment I'm... Yeah, and they've added I've passes like that uh, and subscription to some of the other games already. Mario Kart uh, was notorious for that. Yeah, Mario uh, Kart. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp had one as well. I think the Dr. Mario mobile game has one too. Yep. And now they're having it to what is their most popular, most profitable game by far. And it's not even what is... I mean... Even for that, it's an outlier. To quote industry analyst and notorious pun master Daniel Ahmad, uh, the Fair Pass is odd because it doesn't fit with the low-cost, high-value concept outlined generally with the Nintendo subscription services. It's more expensive than the other subscription, which generally... Uh, uh, are around $5, with, uh, well, this is the double. And this looks content behind a paywall that's usually free in other games like cosmetics, alternate costumes, which on top of that give power, and uh, quality of life features like the farming thing. Yep. I mean, for that, just for quality of life, QOL, more gameplay advantages, it just. It's coming. Yeah. Just this expression of mine. Yeah. And the, and, uh, and the timing is pretty funny when you think about the fact that you can now pay to unlock polygamy. Yeah, that's actually kind of hilarious and awful in all the wrong ways. What? <laughs> <coughs> it does. No kidding. Then again, lots of gaming communities, even Twitter, Reddit, or other... Other other servers who are actually Firebomb fans uh, as a whole, major uproar, feedbacks, yeah, as videos. it should be. Yeah, this is not unsurprising. Yeah, I think the problem here is that Nintendo, unlike a lot of companies uh, that are in mobile games and try to push things that are pretty terrible like that. Nintendo has a lot of eggs in a lot of baskets. Yeah. They can afford the community backlash. That's almost the worst part, that they're just allowed yes. to get away with it. The worst part is that I don't see things changing in the future. If they haven't stepped back already, and they haven't, the Fair Pass is here to stay. Ugh. And players are going to see costumes for characters they love going by again and again. And the thing that wasn't clear to me is that when the costume releases, do you also get uh, an ex uh, uh, once the unit? Like, say you don't have Lynn, do you get her when the costume releases? No, you still need to summon her. Okay. Cordelia, on the other hand, you can sell her as a three-star or four-star, so she's... You, you're bound to meet her in your random... Yeah. But still... The, the uproar that has happened after the video release just 
too unpredictable. The moment I wake up the next day and then I saw YouTube videos of uproars with the subscription pass, etc., etc., all of them are, all of them are all, let's say the feedback is almost as negative as it should, as it was. Even the, the Fate Channel episode of that thing, likes and dislikes, it's like 60-70% were all thumbs down. This is not really unsurprising. Yeah, they make terrible decisions, communities unhappy. And of all events, anniversary. Yeah, this is, this hurts. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Especially hurt, since for... I, especially since I had a lot of respect for Fire Emblem Heroes. Actually, I think it's one of the gachas with some of the most engaging gameplay. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, something I played uh, a fair bit and like playing, and I'm not playing it anymore just because I just didn't have the time. It's not. It wasn't a money matter or anything. The game was pretty generous, uh, interesting units and all that, and they dropped this and thus the ball. Yep. Yeah. Des says if it were you, you can get some currency or some other stuff for a subscription, but locking QOL behind it is pretty atrocious. Yep. It does. You 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 can't even take advantage of the redo. Re react thing because yeah, of course. Two, some which of the is which is absolutely looking cheats behind a paywall yeah yeah a recurring paywall too and we got plenty of events where you get an immediate game over if one of your unit dies so starting over yeah. again from scratch is really tedious yes and it's not like arc knights when you fail you lose all of your stamina yeah yeah that yeah. that hurts it does hurt a lot. This is a very painful, like, very painful situation. I'm very not, just, not pleased. It, not just situation. It's it, it 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 was also released during the anniversary. I mean, a that doesn't help, but I don't think there's a good time to release something this stupid. Mm, no doubt. It's much more stupider than what are going to discuss next. Up next. So that's that's probably it for Fire Emblem Heroes this time. So maybe in a week or two, I'll get more updates on what's going to happen. Because yeah, some we'll surprising news. Because surprising but, news, but. I'm back in the city of Opera Omnia just a couple of days ago. So I'm going to talk about what's what's happening there next week. I mean, I know that's not the intent, and that you're still playing Fire Emblem, but uh, sounds like a good time to jump ship. Yeah. Yep. Jump ship, here we go. But I'm still playing. Yay. Sarcasm. It's just what it was. We'll just have to deal with it one way or another. Nothing. Should we get hungry uh, and uh, talk about subscription in gachas in general? I mean... Mm -hmm. I'm not sure this makes me that angry. I mean, Fire Emblem doing it this wrong certainly does, but as a general purpose, I don't really mind the idea of a subscription service, to be completely frank. Yeah. As an idea in general, uh, I mean, you can say uh, this about a lot of things, but some ways to implement it are perfectly fine. Yeah. 
some of the some of the sub- subscription stuff that we had in other gotchas are. Yeah, I said before the idea of a subscription is have a reliable uh, input and in mm-hmm. exchange have great value for a low price. Yeah, it puts um, basically a floor on uh, the people that wanna be uh, small spenders. Correct, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out here once again, gushing about Arknights. Um, of those six dollars I spent, five of those dollars were on the subscription for this game. Wow. That's what the subscription has. The subscription mm-hmm. gives you just a bunch of free currency over the month. Okay. Just way so more it's currency basically the model of the fountain of lapis. Yeah, yep. basically for... The fountain of lapis, indeed. I'm just going to do some math in my head here. It's 200 a day, 30 days, 6,000. Yeah, that's that's a free... That is a free 10 pull every month. Uh, Not a free, $5 no, for 10 pull every month. it's a $5 10 pull every month. Yeah. Ooh, With that nice. said, how much does... I, I gotta actually look up the store, because I pretty much never go to this page. That would cost... Oh, it's all in the yellow currency. About uh. 15 to 20 every... Yeah, plus six of the big currency, but really the... Yeah. Sorry, the the currency in this system is weird. It's like one of the yellow currency is worth 180 of the reds. So there's like a currency exchange in my head that I'm trying to do. It's very interesting and weird. But the uh, short version is... It costs about... Basically, you're getting... For being patient, you're getting about 20 bucks worth of free... uh, 20 bucks worth of currency for $5 a month. Yeah. And that's generally a model that's pretty solid. Yeah. I know uh, for FFB, the Fountain of Lapis is very much beloved when uh, it comes because that's a good deal. Yes. And nothing is locked behind it. It's just a bunch of slow currency. And I kind of yep. feel like that's almost the ideal way of doing it. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, you have Valkyrie, which kind of skirts the line. It is a much more expensive yeah, like, monthly thing. Yeah, I think it's on the wrong side of the line for two, ver- for two uh, reasons. One is that it's indeed very expensive. We're yeah. talking about uh, subscription that are generally around $5, $10. Uh, the Fair Pass is $10, which is already a lot for what it offers. Uh, the Fountain of, of Lapis is around $10 as well, I believe. Uh, but offers, of course, different kind of things. And uh, Valkyrie and Atomia are free uh, uh, premium uh, subscription that uh, gives uh, currency... Uh, every day, is uh, $25. Yeah, and that's... And uh, the problem isn't that uh, about the currency it offers. It's good value compared to buying the currency raw, but it uh, also uh, offers you... Wait, no, I had a brain fart. Because Valkyrie Anatomia has two... uh, kind of premium models when you think about it. Two. There's the uh, currency uh, you get uh, once a month. Right. But there's also the literally named the premium version uh, that's unlocked when you buy uh, currency directly. And oh, that's the right. part that's the problem because it's not just currency behind it. Uh, it's uh, the premium version that offers you a quest every day uh, which lets you grind more easily for experience 
and that lets you uh, play the game with a smarter grinding AI and a faster game. Yeah, basically it's doing the same thing we're complaining about Fire Emblem Heroes, though not to the same degree. It's locking quality of life improvements behind um, behind hey, a paywall. Yes. It's yeah. basically giving you a value uh, that uh, lets you save on one of the game resources, which is your literal, actual, real-time free time. Yeah. And that's yeah. not the kind of things you should uh, have like, behind a paywall. I yeah. wholeheartedly agree. Meanwhile, for my case, for some of the other subscriptions that I'm very in, Mobius Final Fantasy is also one of them. And for they're they are actually like two types of subscription packages. Okay. The first the first one being the Mobius gift box, which you can buy for only three thousand Magicite for a month. Well, you that doesn't get... even sound like it's a real thing, a real subscription, because you're not paying real dollars for it. It sounds like you could just yeah. use in-game currency for it. Okay, so my my experience with Mobius Final Fantasy, so apart from that, Rest in peace. was the VIP mode of that, because there's actually a subscri subscription KOL behind a paywall. And that's going to only work if you bought at least about, let's say, $20 or $30 worth of currency just for... Yes, but you can also get the currency in-game by literally just waiting. Yeah, right. it, but that's also one of the... features that are behind this wall that is inherently more acceptable because of this. Yeah. Well, Brave Frontier has the daily thing, such as like much death of the fountain. Wait, of wait, 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 wait! You yeah. you didn't answer. What are the features that are behind the Mobius VIP mode? Oh, the Mobius VIP mode. My bad. Okay, so the benefits of the Mo VIP mode for Mobius was, let's see, if I can remember, it has skill seed boosts. You can get more skill seeds when doing quests. You have a higher fusion success rate and a higher chance of raising ability levels of ability cards, which is also important because you need to have a stronger ability level to unlock more skills. And right. remember, and... when you try to level up your ability cards level, if you fail, you lose the materials, right? Mm -hmm. Despite the success rate, you can, you can still get the experience points for them, but the chance of raising ability level still has the applicated rates. Okay. Continue. Thank you very much. So that's much about it. While, no, on, okay. Brave Front while on Brave Frontier, on the other hand, there's also a subscription package which you can only pay for at least 9 or $10, and you can have a 7-day login for... Rewards such as gems and summon tickets. Nine or ten for seven days? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, that, that is summon awful. That's some. That's more of a summon tickets and gems that gives that you can get as rewards there. Yeah, it's basically a bundle purchase with extra step. 
but uh, as I said, it's kind of a, a day's uh, subscription, a kind of uh, spending flow for low spenders that still want to put a little in every month uh, with things like the Fountain of Lapis equivalent. Uh, but uh, this time it's like they expect the regularity to be once every week and not once every month, or maybe just a way to kickstart the month for some. I suppose it depends on the spending habits, but the fact it depends at all and isn't like a monthly thing, more permissive towards people that try to put a hard cap to, a to how much they want to get in the the game it's iffy to me yeah this weekly thing i'd be very very inclined and, to agree uh, on that i'll say something uh it's still strange to me for ffbe that the fountain of lapis isn't a permanent fixture the way it was in say alchemist code that has always baffled me yeah because uh, the game feels pretty generous and playable without it every time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know I'd spend at least uh, once every other month if it uh, came around. But, but as it stands, uh, I'm only really spending money in FFBE when there's a really good deal or a fountain-like event. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that's the kind of money I'd like to give them. I get it. Yeah, and as I've said before when it came to Valkyrie Anatomia, uh the monthly things, as costly as it was, was the main way I spent uh, money on that game, treating it essentially as a subscription game. A costly, costly subscription game, yeah. but a subscription game nonetheless. That Until they've decided that uh, I didn't spend, uh, spend enough money for them to get uh, the top units, at which point I got off myself. Yeah. Because I have pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all got, we, we got our limits once in a while. Exactly. So, so that's why... And Some the subscription, subscription is a good way, as you said, to set a lower limit for people. You want to make this uh, a hobby you want to get uh, as part of the regulars club, uh, here's a suggestion as to how much you could spend a month. You can spend more, you cannot spend it, because there's no crucial quality of life feature like behind it mm -hmm. as it should be uh-huh yeah so yeah subscription know how to do it right nintendo yeah they need they need to learn mm -hmm. <sighs> like all things there's a right and a wrong way of doing things i think it's pretty clear that nintendo has not gotten it even remotely right on their end yeah but what can you do we can't make them yeah. we can't make them change no their ways doubt. no doubt at the end it's business 
I mean, who and can, people who can agree? will people will get uh, the fair pass. A lot of people will. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eventually, and I feel sorry one for them. day, it does. And for some point, and, and for some some point, maybe they're gonna they're gonna forget about it, or sooner or later. Yeah, no, but, but it, it also it's sends, still... honestly a wrong message uh, when it comes to the game. Like, I know if I wanted to come back to say Dragalia Lost, I would really worry about uh, spending money on it because from one day to another they could decide uh, now this new feature we're launching uh, it's behind a paywall yeah yeah exactly if things are gonna get worse I don't know about the players in general if they're going to make it a good thing a bad thing or they'd still have the motivation to even devote themselves into playing and supporting their game. Oh, I think uh, the subscription should feel like an option to give towards the game a little bit every month and not a class of its own where there's the deluxe players and the filthy peasants. Yeah. And I think a lot of these gotcha games make a habit of, like, trying to create that class division just to bring in whales and to promote fear of missing out, which I think is really unfortunate. As if the class division between whales and other players didn't happen naturally enough. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. No well, doubt. I guess the short version is here's hoping someone out there learns their lesson. And there's a better way to do things. And I don't think we're at the point where we know what that is yet, but I think a small subscription is actually a pretty decent way to go about this. Yeah, as long as it doesn't feel mandatory. As long as you don't yeah. feel like by not paying the subscription, you're missing out. Yeah. Mm, but but some people are... But some people can even do do things without having to rely on subscriptions. Des said the only way to make them change is to withhold money, but not enough people are going to do it. No, yeah. certainly not. Certainly not. And like, honestly, as of late, don't we have enough subscriptions? Yeah. With the way we watch TV, the way we play some games, the way we know playing mobile games, the way we are using our phone at all, the way... Using internet and internet for your console, and that's a lot of subscriptions stacked up one after the other. And it, as a consumer, it feels like there's less and less room for maneuver, less and less room to make my own choice incrementally, discreetly. Yeah, it's just here is the plan for the month, it's already decided. Day one, and um, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and on that depressing Bring note, us freedom. Uh, yeah, on yep. that depressing note, I think that's all the time we have for the week. Thank you guys hold so on, much for joining us. We got another comment here from Geisterfoss. Okay. I forgot. Geisterfoss. 
Gays to folks. Uh, because yeah. most people who play these games are not engaged in any community or Reddit or anywhere. They just play on their yep. phone and see something pop up, so they pay for the nice thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, admittedly, we as a group here do tend to... Um, we want to preach to the people who actually... Um, and listen to the preachers. Yeah, uh, we, we want to oh. preach to the educated viewer. We want to try to create educated viewers and educated players. Um, yeah, which is funny because communities in themselves are a way to f uh, essentially keep players in your game. I know I probably wouldn't have played FFB for so long if I didn't have uh, the community aspect uh, to share with it. Yeah, no, 100%. And we are hopefully going to be talking about that again soon. Again, trying to wrangle in a special guest. and We will see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But until then, I think that is all the time we have for this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back next week with more of the games you love to hate. Have a good one, y'all. Enjoy your Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs>